Hello, and welcome to Dork Thurpod, a new and exciting collaboration between Mr. Thurpod and Dork Dancing. Dork Thurpod will record as podcasts the powerful mental health and occasionally addiction recovery stories of fellow dorks in the Danang community. My name is Sierra Downing, and I am your host. On today's episode, we will hear from Lonnie Huang, an active leader in the community who shares some about her struggles with an early accident in her life and the challenges she's faced after graduation. In the first part of the podcast, Lonnie reads her mental health story, which is also available on the Call Us Mental section of the Dork Dancing website. Then I will ask her a few questions about it in the second part of the show. Please also check out our Dork Therapod Facebook page for more information and share our podcast with your friends. That's all from me. Over to Lonnie. I hope you enjoy the show. Xin chào. My name is Lani and I am dog dancing for mental health. I have been so stressed whether it's in my many jobs, relationships or daily life. I have to pretend that I'm okay. It's difficult to overcome. It's difficult to face these problems. When I was 14, I had an accident. I lost an entire day. I did not know what was going on. Why did I wake up in the hospital? There were so many questions inside me. I actually did not remember anything until the doctor asked me some questions to calm me down. My memory was just bleeding. I bled so much in the accident. My doctor tried talking to me to make sure that I did not forget everything that happened. I felt weird about my pain. I remember looking at myself in the mirror and yelling, Oh my God, what is wrong with my face? My feelings turned entirely upside down just because I did not look like what I was before the accident. I was totally upset and stretched. I did not accept who I was. I was so pretty and gorgeous before. Until this happened, it was hurtful and painful. I cried, worried and lonely. More than anything, this made me most embarrassed. To be honest, I feel extremely scared of the hospital where illness and problems are around. I wanted to be free, healthy, beautiful and strong. It hurt. At that time, my school had a camping trip, but I could be there for only 15 minutes. My dad took me there to say hello to friends, but I had to go back home with him to drink medicine and go to bed early. When I went back to school after a few weeks from healing at home, some of my friends in my school just laughed at me. I look ugly, full of scratches on my body and my face. I could not move my body like the way I wanted. I wanted to be able to dance. I had performed a lot starting from when I was five years old in primary school, high school and college. I found dancing is a strong person. I love dancing, usually looking at myself in the mirror, opening my favorite music, and then dancing in my own style, the way that makes me happy. From 21 to 23, I struggle with jobs, relationships, and family. 
learning how to be independent after graduating. I had then in bars, partying, having fun with my friends. I spent so much time doing that until I realized more that it's not a healthy way to live. Sometimes it's, it's okay, but the environment determines everything. I had so many bad habits for a few years like drinking, smoking, headaches, hangovers. It just made me temporarily happy. Then one day I woke up and I asked myself a question. What is more important in my life? Achieving healthy and good habits. That is most important. I challenged myself for about one and a half years and I love being healthy, staying strong and independent. Honestly, I'm a hard-working person and a sensitive human. I have been working a lot, but at some point, I forget to eat at the right time, need to drink more water or meet daily exercise. Then I get stressed, I can feel negative and not love myself enough in these moments. I just turn on the music, dancing in my room. I feel so much better. It's fun in my room, but I wish I could dance with a group of people in a healthy way. It will be happier and more positive. No pain, no gain. One day, I surfed the net and I saw dog dancing. I was really interested in this event and so excited to join this group. Dog dancing would help me, my dancing wish come true. I am such a social butterfly. I want to connect with people and make more friends. Why don't I join dog dancing? Why don't I join dog dancing? My first time I joined dog dancing on the beach, I spread good energy to people and it come back to me. Once lockdown start, I shone dog dancing online many times. I had more time so I could come to the events more frequently. Although I was again in my room, I was with others. It helped during lockdown with exercise and fun. But I am looking forward to returning the, to the beach. I am grateful to be there, becoming dog dancer. A dog dancer. I love the atmosphere there that surround me with positive attitudes. I think here I have found a home. Thank you, Ethan, for creating this group, bringing people together and adding happiness whenever the dog dancing takes place. You can call me Lani Mental. Thank you for listening. Okay, Lani, thank you so much for um, sharing your story too. I know that was uh, must have been hard for you, and, and you said that it took you a few times to record it. And yeah, it's it's definitely can be um, emotional writing writing your story, and then even being able to um, kind of take that and to put it into spoken word can also be to translate that into spoken word can be difficult. But thank you for sharing your story with us and being vulnerable with us. So. Just a, a few questions to ask you um, to ask you about your story. Uh, in your story, you kind of mentioned that you had an accident, and you, you talked about how that affected you and how 
you were out of school for a few weeks. And I was just wondering if you could describe more of that accident to us. And uh, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for the question. So it's been for a long time by my accident. Uh, it's, it's what like when I was four, 14 years old, I had an accident and I, I couldn't remember what happened before the accident, like on that day. Um, I just remember when I woke up, I was in the hospital and I'm like, like all of my memories was, was just bleeding, you know. I, would, I was bleeding a lot. Uh, I just remember like um, my friend and me, we were, we were going somewhere and then we go back on the high hills. I was on my bicycle. So actually it's not my bicycle, it's someone's bicycle. So I don't know really exactly what happened with that bicycle. So I cannot stop the bicycle because when I was driving, my my friend was behind me and uh, on the high hills, I had to go down and I want to stop. But my friend said, no, you, you can just go, you should not stop. And then I'm like, okay, we are on the high hill now, so we have to be careful. And I'm just like, just, just go so fast. And imagine like a, a big car, like I don't remember, like a big car, like uh, something like a container, really huge. And I'm like, no, no, the road is so small. And I'm like, no, I, I cannot stop. And I'm like, what is going on? And like, boom. I think I was like falling on the road or somewhere like like uh, on the road and that happened. You know? Wow. Yeah. I'm like I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like I'm like I I just like I'm just like I don't know. I scare. Um I know like I'm gonna die or I'm something I'm going to die, like I, I was thinking like that, I'm going to die right now. And then I woke up and I was in the hospital. That's it. So you, wow. So you were knocked unconscious until yeah. you were in the hospital. Wow. That's so scary. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What, yeah. So your your thoughts before, before you had that accident was that you thought you were going to die. Yeah. And you were terrified. Wow. That's, yeah. And you were 14 years old. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, Lenny, I'm so sorry. So when you went, so you were in the hospital for how long after that? I think it's just uh, one day in the hospital because I don't really like to stay in the hospital. So my doctor said, uh, you can go back home and, and take care of yourself. And my my parents will take care of me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I just need to go back to the hospital when the doctor said, like, you have mm -hmm. to go back and check. Yeah. I think I go to the hospital every day, but I, I don't want to stay there. So my, my dad have to take me home every day. That in your story, you said that you were looking at your face and you thought, wow, you didn't feel, you didn't feel beautiful. You felt ugly and, and, you, were, and you didn't like looking at yourself. And can you explain more about that? About what, 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 yeah. Well, when I was falling down on the road, so my mm -hmm. face like scratches on the road. Mm -hmm. So all of my face is like not like normal like this. 
I'm so grateful for my for my dad. Like I was bleeding on my face a lot, like on my forehead and my my cheek, and even my teeth as well. So I lost half of my teeth. I, I broke my teeth. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. It's wow. So you know, like oh my goodness, I can't even imagine that. Yeah. And I couldn't eat well for a while. Yeah. I was crying like no. I love eating and I want to enjoy my food as well. So I couldn't eat. I I feel my pain on my face. Like I'm not beautiful anymore. I'm like <sighs> my whole life. I don't know what it's gonna be. But I'm so grateful right now because my dad took care of me. <laughs> so like um, my face is being normal right now. Yeah, that's great. I um I feel like that would be really traumatizing as a 14-year-old to go through that experience. And you said that, you know, your classmates laughed at you when you went back to school, right? Can you yeah. how how did you respond to that situation? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? At that time I just wanted to be alone. I don't really communicate mm-hmm. with anyone. Because uh when I speak and I broke my teeth, so uh, by the accident, so I I cannot communicate well as well. Like it's really painful when I speak. Uh, sometimes my do- my uh, my teacher asks me some question, and I'm like, I just respond like a short sentence, and then that's it. I don't want to say anything. So I'm just I'm just like being quiet for a while in my class. Uh, even like you know, like you will have a break. During the time you are in the school, so I just stay in the class, and yeah, I don't want to be with anyone. Very uh, isolated from everyone else, maybe because of the way that everyone was looking at you and responding to the uh, the scars on your face. Yeah, and I think like no one wanna hang out with me at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that you experienced that. Was there anything that you did to cope with that? Like, what were your coping mechanisms? Were you able to, you know, talk to your family about it? Or were you able to, did you have a friend that you could talk to at that time or anything to help you through that moment? Well, at that time, I'm just so grateful for my parents. Like, they just listen to me every day. Like, I just, I'm just able to talk with my parents. I. I talked with my best friend, but she's not there. She was in uh, another place. Uh, she's in the south of Vietnam, and I'm in the central of Vietnam. So we just talked by phone, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Well, that's nice that you had your, your family there to to be supportive of you. And, uh, yeah, that's, it's always – family is really important, especially during these hard times. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing, Lani. Appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. So uh, then your second story, you kind of talked um, about how you were struggling with jobs, your relationships, and your family um, after yeah after graduation. So can you tell tell us more about what those challenges looked like? Oh, uh, well, after graduating, I'm like, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, uh, where I'm going to be. I'm still in Danang City. I was in Danang City at that time. So I I have so many different jobs, like part-time jobs, 
I used to work in the coffee shop, in the bar, and uh, in the clothing shop, even being a tour guide, like freelancer tour guide, but really hard for me, really hard for me because uh, I'm just like a new person, absolute radiation. Uh, nobody know me and I have to like uh, try to work hard and um, having like uh, having like so many hard time for me to to be able to communicate with people because I don't I don't really need I don't really communicate well with with people at that environment because I was in my college this was different so different and I don't have many experience about jobs and relationship so and even my parents is not there my parents was not there until now like I live far away from my parents so I'm just yeah and you kind of navigated that whole thing by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so now you're like so active in the community and you're always doing something. So how did you transition from being this lonely person in the community and not having many friends and just kind of navigating everything by yourself to now just everywhere and you know everyone and you're 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 always doing something and we love it. I love watching you on Instagram because Lonnie's always going <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i was in uh, a really difficult time and um i met so many good people who help me to be able to communicate well and i'm like keep challenge myself like i cannot be the same every day i have to be better yeah even like I'm, I'm, yeah i'm not perfect at all but I I am grateful that I am able to learn lesson. I I can listen to people and I want to share my story. So it's very it's very important to have people around to be able to understand what you say. And uh, I'm happy about that. Now I'm having a community and I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, you have a huge community. And in your story, too, you talked about how one day you woke up and you asked yourself a hard question. You asked yourself what is most important in your life. And you said achieving healthy and good habits. So what, yeah. does, what does that look like for you? What, what are the healthy habits that you've acquired now? Yeah. So um, I have been so like unhealthy before for why. Like, I'm like, uh, if you want to have a community, you have to have fun with them, you have to go with them, you have to, like, uh, even, like, uh, drinking and smoking with them. But I feel like after drinking and smoking, I don't feel good. I don't feel really good. And even, like, every day when I woke up, I feel like, oh, I'm like, I'm so tired, exhausted. I don't want to be like this. But it's, you know, it's hard to be balanced because at, at that environment, I, can, I cannot stop, you know? I cannot say no with people who I know, people around me. And it's hard to say no to people. But uh, it takes time. It takes a while. Like, I have to do it. 
I have to challenge myself. Like I have to say no with some people that I cannot uh, communicate with or I cannot work with because it's not good for me. I have to be myself. I have to love myself. And and I that's why I'm at dog dancing. <laughs> Don't dancing yeah. also that definitely, of course. But at that time, like I'm like I was in my routine, uh, and try to eat healthy. So I am a healthy person already, but not perfect at all. So I just saw the net and I saw something like dog dancing. It's very active lifestyle, and it's like it's like it's in my goal. Like I want to be able to dance a lot. But I don't, I don't find any, any group like that to, um, like to have together, like to dance together. And yeah. even it's on the beach. I love the beach. Yeah. Danang Sisi with Mike Beach is so beautiful. And uh, I think it's very good idea to have dog dancing. And Ethan is a good person as well. So I'm like, wow. What I found my best community now. <laughs> Until I met dog dancing and Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. You said how did you find Dork Dancing? On Facebook. He hit one of his first posts. Um so it's like a long story. I went to the gym, I met Jonathan Hyde. He is a He's my best personal trainer. He's my best friend and my Vietnamese Vietnamese student. I teach Vietnamese for him, and he's very funny. Uh, I I saw his Facebook. He shared the story of dog dancing, something like like uh, dancing and stuff. Very fun, and I'm like, wow, it's interesting. And I don't even know it's dog dancing. I asked him like, what what was going on, or like. Are you having are you having fun on the beach with people? And he said, "No, it's dog dancing." And I said, "Like, who made that? Who did that?" Uh, it's Ethan. And then I start to know Ethan and dog dancing. Uh, very cool. Well, thank you, Jonathan, yeah. for introducing Lonnie. <laughs> That's so <laughs> awesome. So, what's your best memory of dog dancing? Because you've had, I know, I see you at dog dancing all the time, and you're always so active in the community, and we love seeing you. And uh, yeah, we would just like to hear what's your favorite memory you've had of dog dancing. Well, I had a lot of memory with dog dancing. Uh, first time, I'm not really, I'm not really into it. I'm like, well, <laughs> like I get a little bit. I feel nervous. But uh, I think the best memory with dog dancing is was it's not very long time ago, before the lockdown, before the last lockdown, the big book big event for the dog dancing, you know, on the beach. Uh, yeah. It was like one month ago, I think. And I really like it. That's why I, I decided to make a video to give it to Ethan. Like a uh, big gift to him. <laughs> I saw that video. It was so lovely. It was, you're really creative. You're, you're good with making videos. That was a fun video to watch. Yeah. And it really... It, yeah, you did a good job of portraying uh, dark dancing within that. It was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I think, yeah, because I think social media is like my part, like a part of my life. Yeah. 
Wow, that's awesome. And yeah, the big dork dance are so, they're so much fun. I love, I love the big dork dances. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, is there anything that you want to touch on in the interview? Um, I think I will support dog dancing forever because uh, it's the best community for me and I can uh, support people to do it. And Ethan is, is, is a good person. Like, uh, he's like my friend, uh, uh, my motivation to do dog dancing. Even like we do dog dancing online, if I, I see his face, well, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of, he drives everyone. Especially yeah. with the, yeah, that half beard, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. He gets you interested with his looks and then he uh, he gets you interested in the actual dancing part. But yeah. So then what advice would you give someone who is struggling? Um, well, my advice to everybody is just like be active, be healthy. And then you can be happy with yourself and you can help people to be the same. Definitely. That's good advice. Moving your body. That's kind of what dark dancing is about. It's just finding movement in every day uh, can be so helpful for your mental health. So yeah, yeah, just being active and yeah, good advice. Thank you so much, Lonnie. Um, and yeah, I think, is there anything else that you would like to share about the your mental health challenges? For uh, my mental health challenge, mm -hmm. I think it's good to um, to have a move every day. You can at least five to ten minutes. Open your favorite music and start to dance. Like move your body, do whatever you want. You don't have to be a dancer. This is be to be like a dog. You can like. <laughs> blah, 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 whatever you want. Yeah, true. Very true. Your mental, yeah. Mental health. And how is your mental health right now, Lonnie, during the lockdown? How has it been I mean, for you? I'm getting better every day and every day. And my mental is very good right now. Um, I don't think I, I get stressed anymore before I'm like, God, I work so hard and I, I don't know like what I'm gonna do to to be better. But now I feel like yeah, it's good for me, good for my mental. I relieve the stretch, and I'm happier. Relax. You've been able to relax a bit. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. The the lockdown definitely gives you time to kind of sit with yourself and ask yourself questions. But that's awesome that you're able to relax right now and you're not feeling the stress of of being in lockdown what have you been doing what what do your days look like i think this time i start cooking a lot and cooking is my my past right now even when i'm cooking i yeah i have to tell you like i'm cooking i turn on the music all the all the my my favorite my favorite music and start to dance when i'm cooking and I really enjoy it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. I don't feel like, no, I don't want to cook. No, I want to go out and have my favorite food. But now, yeah, I enjoy everything. <laughs> that's awesome. Like the little things in life make you so happy. Yeah. Cooking, and that's something that I need to learn. I really need to teach myself how to cook. 
but that sounds nice. Just turn on some music and just go with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying your time in lockdown and we'll see if it ends soon, but <laughs> well, hopefully it, for me, I'm ready for it to end, but, <laughs> but uh, thank you Lonnie so much for being here. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day and speaking with us and uh, thanks for being vulnerable and sharing your mental health story with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. And I know the community appreciates you and all the work that you do for the community. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm grateful for you guys. I hope uh, dog dancing will be better in the future. Everybody in the world will know dog dancing. Like, yeah. Yay! Yeah, thank you so much, Lonnie. <laughs> I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Dork Third Pod with Lonnie Huang. On the next episode, Eugene Leonard, Mr. Third Pod, returns to speak to Quinn Hinneman. The closing cover song on today's show is from Curtis Goodwolf. It's Chris Cornell's Like a Stone. Perhaps you have a Dork Third Pod story that you would like to share. Get in touch with us through our Facebook page or in person. Who knows? Maybe your Dork Therapod story will inspire another. Thank you. My name is Sierra Downing, and you have been listening to Dork Therapod. I was lost in the pages of a book full of death, reading how well die alone. If we're good, we lead to rest anywhere we wanna go. And in your house, I long to be and
the things I've done And all that I've loved And all that I've wronged And dreams until my death I will wander on In your house Alone Love